Warning, the following podcast contains foul language, sexual themes, and all sorts of other fun stuff. Listener discretion is advised. For years, every single time I've seen this motherfucker's face, I just wanted to beat the fuck out of him. Every time. And every time I think he can't make it worse, he manages to. Because he's not a human being. He is... If the reptilian conspiracy were true, Ted Cruz would be the epitome of the reptilian politician. (laughs) Sarah, how did you enjoy not having electricity consistently for a week? while your state representative flew down to Cancun, uh, apparently because he now supports protecting your family by taking them across the border. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So let me paint you a picture. Monday morning, Brandon and I wake up. He doesn't have to go to work because of the mounds of snow all over the place. Now, because Texas doesn't have snow plows or road salt, Um, We didn't really have a way of clearing out parking lots for the most part. They had to focus what little resources they had on the main roads to ensure that people could get to emergency services such as hospitals, grocery stores, stuff like that. So around noon on Monday, our power had been out for four hours and we bundled up and we walked to the 7-Eleven that's about two blocks away from us. And we stocked up on beef jerky and chips and drinks and um, anything that we could get that we didn't have to refrigerate. Because if you open your fridge while the power is out. If you keep your fridge closed while the power is out, it typically can preserve the food inside of it for at least a while. And the the only benefit of the fact that our power was going out while in the middle of the winter was that we didn't really have to worry that much about the food going bad because it was just cold. So but you we could were... put your drinks outside and get <laughs> cold out there. Yeah. So we, the only reason we didn't do that was because it was negative six degrees and we were like, it's going to freeze the Mountain Dew if we just like leave it outside. So we oh, left. Oh no, you'd have to be very careful about like. Oh yeah, for sure. So we were drinking warm Mountain Dew, eating beef jerky and snacking on Doritos for Let's see, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and the power finally came back on, like, solidly Thursday evening. Um, For the most part, we would have no power for two to three hours at a time. Our water was running cold, freezing cold the entire time. We had to keep it running the entire time that the power was fluctuating on and off to keep the pipes from freezing over. At one point, the power sh- the water shut off altogether. And when it came back on, it was dirty. So we couldn't drink it. We couldn't take showers. Um, we were going uh, so long without power that the apartment was getting cold. And I was afraid for my dog because she's... And I know that dogs can handle the cold better than others, but she is... A short hair and doesn't have any fur on her stomach and so I was very concerned that she was gonna like freeze to death in the middle of the night if the power stayed off we were very lucky because we would occasionally have power for about 10 minutes at a time 
Uh, there was one point where it came on for five and a half minutes and then shut off again for another three hours. Um, if we get a co-serve bill for $17,000, I'm going to scream so loud that the power of my voice will snap Ted Cruz's neck. And that's a promise. Monsters Inc. shit up in here. <laughs> Obviously, what I just stated is physically impossible. Therefore, do not prosecute me. Is it a threat if the per- if the person you're threatening isn't actually a person? <laughs> if they're a lizard? I don't know. I, I'm kidding. I would never wish death or violence on anyone publicly. Um, but it's... It was an infuriating experience to, we were receiving multiple emails like every hour from CoServe with them trying to explain what was going on, them trying to schedule blackouts because it was supposed to be rolling blackouts where 45 minutes you wouldn't have power and then for the next two to three hours you would have power. Like I said, we were getting power for 10 to 20 minutes at a time. It was never long enough to cook food. Um, We managed to have hot food for a like the first time um, Wednesday evening um, because we just said, fuck it. And we opened up our freezer and we got out some like frozen meals and heated them up. And we were scared because it was like they took four minutes each to cook. And we were like, is it going to stay on long enough for us to actually cook them? And thank God it did because we were losing our shit at just like not being able to eat hot food. Um, And we were pretty fortunate. You know, a lot of people around us lost power for multiple days at a time and they were freezing inside of their homes. Um, My mom and uh, her boyfriend stuff, they took a bunch of uh, like food and donations and stuff over to a hotel near here where a bunch of people were staying in the lobby of the hotel because there were no rooms available in their apartment complex. It burnt down. Yeah. Because somebody, I guess, was trying to start a fire in their apartment to stay warm. Yeah. Um, I think the biggest issue that we were facing was not just that the Texas infrastructure was not prepared for a situation like this. It was that people in Texas do not know what to do when it is cold. Um, And the biggest thing that people fail to understand is that your greatest source of heat is your own body. Um, So rather than trying to light a fire inside of your apartment, the better solution is just to bundle up as much as you physically can, including your face, and just like hoping that your warmth will, like your own body warmth will insulate you. you. you, As I say, you insulate yourself. Yeah. Fuck it. Tie some trash bags around Mm -hmm. yourself. Like. Yeah. If you get cold enough, get some aluminum foil. Put it over your bed, over your bedspread. And, like, get underneath it with, like, aluminum foil covering your whole bed. Like, it will, it will literally like insulate em- you. Emergency blankets or, like, foil blankets. Like, yes. that's... Uh, um, <laughs> the, the other thing that people don't understand is that if you light a fire, it has to go somewhere. It's... the, the, what, so the This is going to sound so stupid, but, like, because of the conf- conservation of mass, when you burn something... The smoke and the little ashes that come off of it, that's not, like, you're not removing the thing that you have just burnt, and smoke is not just gray air. It has to go somewhere. 
So like when the reason that fireplaces go like all the like the the your fireplace has a tunnel to outside because that's where the smoke <laughs> needs to go. If you light a fire in your kitchen sink, the smoke has to go somewhere. And oftentimes it's either going to set off your sprinklers. It's going to, you know, obviously set off your fire alarms. The fire will spread as well. Just because it's in the sink where there's nothing physically around it for it to burn doesn't mean that embers can't go somewhere else and burn them. Do not light a fire inside of your home unless you have a fireplace. Please. I'm I'm begging you. Or if it's a candle. We lit a lot of candles. That was mostly because it was dark and we were trying to play magic. That you wished you were Jewish right about then. <laughs> Man, Jewish people must have been fucking partying. No, I actually um, saw... Jewish people and, and basic white girls. Yeah, I saw a tweet um, from a guy who was like, in case you were wondering, no, most Jewish people are not burning through their Hanukkah candles right now because it's <laughs> disrespectful. And I was like, oh... I've made a lot of jokes about it. I'm so sorry. There were there were several people saying that like it's obviously your survival comes first. So like if you need to burn your Hanukkah candles, burn your Hanukkah candles. But for the most part, they weren't doing it. I'm surprised that's disrespectful. I, I would think that like from a a theocracy or a uh, not a theocracy. <laughs> That's the type of government. Um, theocratic is that what you're is that what you're going for? No, theistic. From theistic. a theistic standpoint, that uh, when you're in a situation where you might die, that would be the time where a deity would be like, "Use your resources to not die." Yeah, I, I just think it was more <laughs> like they weren't just like lighting candles to light up their room. Like they weren't just, they weren't just like, you know, the way we light candles when the power goes out because it's dark. Like they weren't going to do that because that would be disrespectful to just like use your, your Hanukkah candles, especially if they were in the menorah (laughs) (laughs) to just like light up your room. But anyway, uh, um, Ted Cruz is a fucking joke. John Cornyn also needs to resign and Beto O'Rourke deserves so much better we failed aoc is our new state senator aoc is our new state she just she just rallied uh to raise five million dollars while ted cruz was on a fucking vacation with his family so hey he came back and put water in somebody's trunk so did i i'm not impressed (laughs) and the entire reason you guys couldn't come to my house where we still have electricity <laughs> because we were one of the like 10% of places in Texas that aren't on the ERCOT grid was because I had COVID second boogaloo yes. returning of the Which again electric. is the government's fault because it has been like the COVID situation has been handled so poorly that you managed to get it twice while not leaving your home. It's... This whole situation was so fucked up. And also, I don't want you to feel too bad about us not coming over there. Um, We probably wouldn't have anyway because we didn't want to leave the pets by themselves um, for an extended period of time. Oh, I just assumed the pets would come. Oh, well then, yeah, let's do it. Uh, We could have gotten together. Except Except for for your COVID. COVID. (laughs) Except for your COVID. 
I would I hate to I would hate to be that person because we had plenty of people who were like, do you want to come over? Like, do you want to blah, 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 blah. And like, I was like, no, I don't want to leave my pets alone. And for the most part, everybody was like, oh, OK, I understand. Not like, oh, just bring them here. And so I was just assuming that like the general idea was like, no, don't bring your pets into my home. The fuck would your pets do for days by themselves? I have no idea. With no electric. Yeah. The the benef- the good news is our apartment is not very well insulated, but insulated enough that we were able to not get below like 60 degrees in the apartment. That's and, not for an apartment. Yeah. As like as as far as we noticed. I don't know if it happened in the night that it got colder. Um, but I, I, Ruby's crate trained. Um, so she was actually like the best other than Lucy, obviously, cause she's very fluffy. Um, let's say Lucy is just fur. Oh yeah. I don't, think she, she I don't think she noticed that anything weird was going on other than the fact that we were home. Um, but Ruby, uh, I just like put, she has blankets over her crate anyway, because she, um, has really bad separation anxiety if she can see you leaving. Um, so if she doesn't see you leaving, she just stays asleep. So, um, so her crate is covered in blankets anyway. So she was pretty well insulated and I put an extra blanket in there for her just in case. Um, but that was my biggest concern was Ruby. I, Lucy would have been fine cause the apartment didn't get super cold anyway. Um, and Lucy is a self feeder and has her litter box and stuff. So like, I mean, we, we obviously would have come back to check on them once a day anyway, even if we weren't staying here, but we didn't want to leave them by themselves and we were mostly fine. So we felt bad taking things from other people. Like we had a friend who was like taking food around to a bunch of people and we were just like, no, like we're okay. Like you can like, please keep it and like give it to people who really need it. Cause we're fine. We got jerky. We got jerky. I am so obsessed with beef jerky right now because of how much we had to eat <laughs> over the course of the last week. It's so I'm just obsessed with it now. I just want to eat it. I want it right now. I wish I had beef jerky right now so I could I eat it. Beef jerky. And 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 I could and I could get really close to the mic and I could be like, Steffi, do you hear me chewing? <laughs> and she'd be like, I'm a vegan. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> I'm so sorry. I didn't realize. That's so funny. Shout out to Steffi, resident vegan. <laughs> she made, on my birthday, she made herself a vegan red velvet cake because red velvet cake is my favorite. So she could just eat it by herself. <laughs> Happy birthday. Here's my cake. <laughs> I think it was practice for when she comes here and makes us the cakes that she yeah. was talking about. But... Speaking of which, uh, your birthday was the other week. Did we record that week? No. No. Yeah. Happy happy birthday. You're 26 now. Mm. <laughs> hey, come on. I'm about to turn 25. We're both mid-20s. You still have a year left before you become a late 20. Brandon's no, about to teen. become... What? I'm a teen girl. You're a teen girl? Teen girl. <laughs> okay. I mean, I feel really weird about some of the conversations we've had now, um, including on this podcast. <laughs> Speaking of this podcast, would you like Ouch. to? Would you like to start talking about the actual? That's this? on you. 
Oh, you're right. Chapter 13 is my is my chapter. So uh, when last we met, which was a while ago, because of the power uh, being in and out. And also, I didn't even know if I was going to have internet because my internet was in and out for the, for like two days after the power actually came back on. Like the, the internet almost was never on when the power was on because like... I don't know, Grande just like could not keep up with the with the fluctuation in internet usage. Um, but anyway, when last we met, um, Bella was getting ready to drink some blood. So chapter 13 opens with Bella drinking some blood and she almost immediately begins to improve, much to the surprise of everyone in the room. Um, after drinking two cups, she finds the strength to sit up and even has some color in her cheeks again. Edward asks Jacob to stay at the Cullen place to get some rest, but he refuses. I was gagging. <laughs> it was pretty bad. I tried to, I, this, the first time I read it and the second time I read it, I just tried to pretend that I was a vampire. So reading this, it wasn't like as disgusting as it, as it should be. See, Reading about a vampire drinking blood doesn't bother me because yeah. they're a vampire. Reading about a human drinking blood, somebody who hasn't been turned into a vampire, is much more difficult for me. Yeah. Also, the fact that she was drinking it out of, like, a styrofoam cup through a straw somehow mm. made it so much more disgusting and than, she like... Kept- Smire kept describing like the sounds it was making. Oh yeah, that everything. was nasty. And I'm just like, I don't what I understand putting in like extra details when you're trying for a certain emotional impact in a scene, but I don't know what her intention here was because all it was going to accomplish was grossing people out and what does that actually gain you? <laughs> this entire section is disgusting. Like when we get to the final chapter of this section, oh my god. We were but just joking about this before we started. It smells good. <laughs> no, stop. That was so bad. Like when she smelled it and she was like, Ugh, and everybody was like, Bella, I'm like, oh, is it disgusting? And she was like, no, it smells good. And, then and Jacob talked about being able to smell it too. And I'm like, man, what's with all these people smelling blood? Blood doesn't even have a scent. <laughs> According to the canon of the Twilight universe, people can't smell blood. So I have an issue with this entire scene. <laughs> well, Jacob's obviously not a people. So of course he can smell the blood. You know, there's something so sexy about a vampire when they, like, bite your neck and, like, drink your blood. Like, that's obviously we can all acknowledge that, like, that image in your head is sexy, right? Um, This is disgusting. And later when there are, when bites happen later, also not sexy. This is, like, I don't know how Stephanie Meyer managed to write a book series that was supposed to be, like, sexy and make it so, she ruined the sexiest of the mythological creatures. That being vampires. No, succubus. Succubus, uh, that's that's unfair. Succubus are literally made to be sexy. And I have a whole thing about werewolves. So, like, that's, you know, 
That's neither here nor there. Elves. <laughs> elves are great, but like, if we're talking in terms, yes. If we're going to speak in terms of like mythological creatures that could feasibly live on the planet Earth in secret, I don't think elves qualify. What, what are you doing? I have my book here. Uh, it's called The okay. Mythical Creatures Bible. Um, okay. <laughs> okay. So let's see. We have unicorns. No, definitely not. Wow, how engaging. Does the okay. does your okay? Here we go. Does your mythical creature Bible like tell you which one is the sexiest? Uh, no, we're just gonna go through some of these. Uh, okay. Bigfoot. No. Giant squid. No, no, I'm gonna go with no. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna go ahead and put a bomb. Well, no, I'm, no, I'm gonna go. No, no on the squid. I'm gonna go and put Yeti in with uh with Bigfoot because it's just Bigfoot? a variation. Yeah. Uh, Loch Ness no. monster. No, no, she's she's too majestic. Mm, majestic, I like that. Yeah. Fabulous animals. Uh, dragons. Yes. Okay, so dragons we we have as sexy. Uh, <laughs> pythons. Like snakes? Yeah. No, hmm. I I no my my I I have a snake. I have a python, and I don't I don't think he's sexy. So I'm gonna go with no. He's more shy than <laughs> and kind of stupid than sexy. He ate a rat backwards <laughs> the other day stupid. and almost couldn't get it in his mouth. Oh my you ever God. seen a, a snake try to eat a rat like tail first it doesn't like it's not they that's not how you're supposed to do it you're supposed to go face first because otherwise you're just like wrangling the tail so no pythons no minotaur i'm gonna go maybe it depends on how big the minotaur is and I can be into a big boy, but like if he's like massive and like covered in hair, no thank you. How about nagas? Nagas? Ooh, like half snake people? Yeah. Oh, especially the ones like in Persona where they like have no shirt on so their boobies are out, but their hair is hanging down over their boobies. Yeah. Satyrs. Yeah, we'll go with yeah. Go with yeah? Yeah. How about the Jersey Devil? <laughs> <laughs> Look, he has his audience. I would not personally fuck the Jersey Devil, but like I can see why people like him. Okay, here we're getting to some interesting ones. Uh centaurs. Centaurs? No. Mermaids. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. Let's see. Nereids and naiads. Yes. Ooh, yes. Ooh, all fey folk. Mm. Selkies? Yeah. Wait, is that the, the, the horse? No. The seals. Those are the seal uh, ladies. Yes and no. I've seen sexy depictions of them. But like in general, no. Let's see. Bishop Fish. Oh, God. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, how about a kappa? Kappa? Mm-hmm. Japanese mythological creature has a 
bowl head that's filled with water? Oh, no, no, <laughs> no, no, thank you. <laughs> Uh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be able to think of anything but the island from Magic: The Gathering. Every time I saw it, phoenix. A phoenix, like I, uh, the idea of a phoenix is sexy, but like I'm not attracted <laughs> to birds. <laughs> Does that make sense? That sounds so stupid. I no. I I I grasp what you're going for here. Yeah. Okay. Um. I think we're safe to skip the insect section. Yes, absolutely safe. Okay. Although Mothman is he in, not, in the insect he's section? Not in the okay, insect then. Section. Okay, uh, then we're safe. I believe he might be in this section, which is creatures from the shadow world. If he's in here. Ooh. Um, and so we come to the obvious werewolf. Yes. Oh my God. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. Skinwalkers. Oh, I mean, depending. They're shapeshifters. So, you know. Vampires. They could look sexy. Yes. Fuck yes. If you're not attracted to vampires, you are asexual. <laughs> like. Incubi and succubi. Obviously. Lamia. Lamia. Also snake people, right? Also snake people, but they're different from Naga. Because Naga generally have full, like scale body but they have uh-huh. the um they still have the upper torso of a... oh the lamia is actually what i was thinking of from persona yeah so lamias have are human from the waist up and snake from the waist down like a mermaid whereas um la or whereas uh naga are like merfolk where Merfolk mm, are humanoid, okay. but entirely fish. Naga are entirely snake. Then I'm going to go appearance. back to Naga and say, like, it uh, depends. But Lamia, yes. Yes. Zombies? No. Mm, I mean, I've seen a sexy zombie before, but, like, iZombie, the, like, the zombies on oh, iZombie. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, you can have a sexy zombie, especially, like, Live More is absolutely a sexy zombie, but... You know, in general, the way they're depicted, no. Yokai. Yokai? An What's oni. A yokai? Oh. Mm. Yes. Let's see. Wendigo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Big, tall, and, like, gangly. Kitsune. Yes. Yeah, yeah, of course. Bogarts. No. <laughs> Gorgons? No. Uh, yeah, like Medusa. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. Have you seen the Medusa statue holding Perseus' head? Yes! Love that statue. Oh, it's so beautiful. Between the shadow and the sacred, fawns. Yeah. We'll go with that. Yeah. Nymphs. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Duh. The green man. What the I'm gonna go with no. Sylph? A sylph? Yes. Yes. Gotta love them air spirits. Mm hmm. Salamanders? No. <laughs> no. Fairies? Yes. Well, you know, if they're human size. I don't wanna fuck like a little tiny thing. Think like Carnival Row style fairies? I could definitely. Mm. Elves. 
Elves? Yeah. Dwarves? Duh. Yeah. Leprechauns? No. <laughs> okay, I think that is most of it that's not very specific. Oh, oh, sorry. I just happened as I'm flipping through this section to uh, see one that obviously is a top contender and has been okay. mentioned on this show previously. Yeah. Lilith. Yeah! <laughs> oh my god! Yes! <laughs> Isis and Osiris? Yeah! How do you feel about Anubis? Oh, yeah. I mean, every time I think about Anubis, I think about the god from Magic. What's her name? Uh, the red one from Among Us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. War goddess lady. Just tall buff lady? Yes. Uh-huh. Thoth. Oh, look, it's uh, it's the blue one. Yeah. Uh, what's, what's his, his name? name? Was, Why don't I remember any of their names? I almost said Kesmet, but that's a different blue card. I think it's because their cards honestly weren't very good. And so they're hard <laughs> to remember. Don't tell Brandon. He's in love with the blue one. God, you're so close. Kesmet is really close to the blue one's name. I'm not going to look it up. I refuse. Kes- no, Kasmina is... That's a blue planeswalker. Yeah, that's a blue planeswalker. I wonder if it is Kesmet. Look at that. Maybe up. it is Kesmet. I, I, okay, <gasps> while you're reading off sexy things to me, which this is a very riveting episode, man. I feel like, I feel like this <laughs> has to be entertaining, probably. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I did find, I just found, I'm surprised it has its own listing in here, honestly. Um, and not with including all the other gods. But it's definitely my top, one of my top picks, Artemis. Mm-hmm. Artemis? Artemis. Is it's in your monster book? Well, these this is mythical creature book. Uh, but it looks like they put her in here because she has a, such a strong association with the wild. Okay. Sirens. Kefnet. Kefnet. Kefnet with an F. The sirens. How do you feel about sirens? Yes, please lead me to my death <laughs> on a rocky shore. Hmm. Do you know enough about Chinese mythology for me to throw Chinese mythical gods? No, at you? not really. <laughs> I know a little bit about Chinese pornography because I've been writing a video essay on the complete history of porn. And it is the most fun that I've had since, like, I don't know when. It is so fun to just read about ancient porn. Okay. That's, we're, so, we're done with the book. I, I We're done with the book. Yeah. We're, Have you decided what the sexiest mythological creature is. Obviously, like, okay, so I want to say that the Incubus and the Succubus shouldn't count because their entire point is okay, to be Okay, if, if we cut them out. Yes. Okay. Artemis is a top pick, but... Yeah. I feel like Lilith is more appropriate. Yeah. I can agree with that. Um, I would probably pick, um, 
God, you know what? I'm going to go with werewolves. I'm such going a simp. Werewolves. I can't, I can't help it. I just like, they're so sexy. I just love werewolves. I'm sorry. <laughs> but anyway. She can't help speaking it. Speaking of werewolves. <laughs> the book that we read. The book that we read. Or a reading. Um, Jacob heads outside when he hears Leah and Seth doing a big a-woo and finds most of Sam's pack hanging out in the woods. Jared tries to manipulate Jacob, Seth, and Leah into coming back to Sam's pack, but they refuse because the guy is kind of full of shit. Uh, Jacob says he can't go back anyway because he's an alpha now and he and Sam wouldn't be able to work together anymore because of wolf bullshit. And I forgot to mention this, but what he says to Seth and Leah is specifically he tells Seth that his mom is like super heartbroken that he's not around. And then he tells Leah that Sam misses her, which is absolutely fucking bonkers like there's there is no way in fucking hell that leah would ever go back to the pack because sam misses you a woo like that's like i can't believe that that was jared's plan he even used sam's old nickname for her yeah it was i would like i was like either jared is a piece of shit sam's a piece of shit or they're both pieces of shit because sam had input on this plan I don't know if Sam actually told him to say these things or not. And normally I would assume it was just Jared's idea to try and use yeah. these things. But given how inconsistent Smyre is with characterization, it's hard to say whether or not Sam was involved. Yeah. I mean, Sam was a fucking moron like two chapters ago. So, like, it could have been him. If I mean... and. The, so they say that the tribal elders don't believe that the baby is going to be a danger, um, which obviously it's a baby. Uh, and I know you don't really know what's going on with the baby, but like it's acting before thinking is really not in the style of these people that we have ever seen before. So I, it all just like feels really stupid. And them coming to like try and manipulate them into coming back instead of like i don't know trying to reason with them or like whatever it's just like it's really stupid um then jared is like uh jacob says like you guys need to stay on your land like basically saying like don't come off of like onto the property at all and jared is like so is this your land now and jacob was like i'm homeless <laughs> i was like Dude. Yeah. Uh, Will you chill out a little bit? <laughs> I just can't imagine how they thought that this would be successful. Yeah, absolutely not. Because um, there's no way, at least the way this was executed, the only thing this leads to is a bigger divide between the two packs. Yeah. And even if they did go back, what would, if they don't actually plan to attack, what purpose does it serve to make them come back right now? Yeah. I mean, it's probably because they do want to rev up to attack at some point, but they know that all of the vampires against them with jacob who is arguably the strongest member of the pack as well as leah and seth is not gonna be a fair fight 
Um, I don't personally, we talked about this last episode, but I don't personally think that the pack stands a chance against the Cullens, even if it is full. The only reason that they would stand a chance is because Bella would have an issue with them killing Jacob. But other than that, like the pack would be wiped off of the face of the earth. Like there wouldn't be a pack anymore. And I think Leah would actually be more dangerous in this situation than usual, just because Mm -hmm. she doesn't, she's not dealing with all of the normal turmoil that's going on. So she's going to probably be Mm -hmm. a lot more focused on beating the shit out of things. And she's These were some good Leah chapters. Like I was, when I was reading them, I was like, Emmy's probably enjoying herself so much right now. (laughs) I love the Leah parts. Oh yeah. They were so good. Like she's literally like, I'm so glad that we didn't get her until like the final book because now she doesn't like get to be ruined by Stephanie Meyer the way that other good characters have. Did you see Steffi's tweet? She was re-listening to old episodes of the podcast. Oh, the Alice and she was thing, like, yeah. Yeah, where I said, I love Alice. I'm never going to not love Alice. And she was like, Sarah, I've got some news for you. Yeah, about that. It's not my fault. It's not like it's, I don't love Alice anymore, but it's not because I changed. <clears throat> because she did. It's not me. It's you. Yeah. So anyway, chapter 14, uh, Jacob returns to the house and find some clothes were left for him, which he very begrudgingly puts on, complaining about the smell. And oh my god, if I, I'm aware that he doesn't like the smell, I know that the vampires smell bad to them. If I have to read it one more fucking time, I'm going to shoot somebody because it's literally a focus of every scene where they are near each other. And I'm like, oh my god, you don't have to mention it every fucking time. We get it. We fucking get it. Anyways, um, so he heads inside to see that Bella's all okay and that she's all happy that he's there. So then he leaves so he can go sleep. Um, Yeah. But then Ed follows him out and is like, yo, Esme wants to know that we can provide for you. I heard your whole conversation and I don't want you to be homeless, homie. You're not homeless. None of us want that. We got clothes. We got food. We got beds. You you guys got this. And Jacob's like, Leah fucking hates all of you. With a passion. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and Ned's like, just make it sound good. What's so funny is like thinking about it. If the Cullens weren't there, Leah's like no, main uh, uh, issue. Go, uh, okay, I'm sorry. Go. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Uh, so just <laughs> as they're finishing up, Bella screams. And they head back in to find out that the fetus is manhandling her inner. And uh, Jacob falls asleep on the floor next to Alice, who is using him as metaphorical aspirin. Because the baby complicates her ability to see in the future with Bella and is giving her a headache. But being next to Jacob negates her ability because she can't see the werewolf's futures. So she's just like, I'm going to sit here right next to you. And make my head feel better. I don't understand. Like, I don't know why she can't see the baby. Like, I don't understand what that's supposed to be about. She can see Bella's future with no issue. Why can't she see Renesmee's? I'm like, is that supposed to be a precursor to the fact that Bella can make other people immune to abilities? But, like, that doesn't... She's not a vampire yet. Yeah. There's no re- like she ha- she does not have that power at all at this point. So and also Alice 
she's not immune to Alice's ability. No. It doesn't make so, any uh, sense. Anyway, continue. Fuck Jake. He is so <laughs> pissy about the fact that Bella's so happy to see him every time he comes in. He's like, what right does she have to be this happy to see me when she has her husband? And I'm like, dude, it's almost like somebody can be happy to see you and not want your dick inside them. Yeah. Not that he would know because no one's ever happy to see him because he's an ass. Except for her. And he and it pisses him off. Yeah. Uh, but Ed's become one of the best characters in the series, especially oh, in yeah. Shattered. Oh, yeah. I have never seen somebody more patient than Edward. Especially because I, yes. they make a point of how he... I actually do really enjoy the the way they play off of him and Jacob basically having one-way conversations where he hears Jacob's thoughts and then responds to them. Um, But he can hear all of the shitty things Jacob is thinking and saying, and he's just like, it's cool. I'm cool. Yeah. I'm like, bruh, if somebody was being that shitty with me, I wouldn't... (laughs) Yeah, I don't know if I would be able to handle it, but Edward is a fucking champ about it, and he's just like... Uh, he has grown so much in the last two books. I'm I'm really glad because uh, I couldn't have dealt with the rest of it if I still had to deal with him being a bitch. Oh yeah, bitch. Oh yeah. I mean, everybody else kind of sucks at this point, but you know, he got better. I can say that because when Alice talks to Jacob, Jacob's like, "What's with like you and Bella are supposed to be super tight? Why aren't you with her? Why aren't you friends?" And I'm like. Man, I would love to see Alice and Bella's relationship from an outside perspective, just like we get to see Bella herself from an outside perspective now. So that way I might get an outlook that makes me hate Alice less at this point. Maybe yeah. without it being from Bella's point of view, we would see them like having a better time getting on. Yeah, uh, I agree. At this point, it's like, is Alice anything but annoying to Bella? And we get to see it because it's like, oh, well, they're really close. And, like, she's always, like, right next to her and stuff like that. But it's just, like... And Bella's always so focused on negative things that it makes me question if she's... If we're getting the negative parts of Alice at this point because Bella's focused on the negative. Yeah. Or if it's just because Alice is a piece of shit. (laughs) I can't tell. Um, But when Jake wakes up, Seth is eating... And cuddling Bella on the couch for warmth. And Alice is now using Seth as a heater. Um, You mean an aspirin? Or sorry, Alice is now using Seth as an aspirin. Bella's using him as a heater. Uh, And that pisses Jake off. So Leah's patrolling and Seth came to check on Jake because he never shifted back. And so he's going to go back outside and meet up with Leah. And go hunting with her. So Esme's like, take food. And he's like, no. And she's like, here's a plate of food. Take food. There's clothes yeah. for Leah out there. Um, and then Carlisle asks him about if the Cullens will be able to go hunting. So Jacob tells him that they'll run some loops and spread out to see if there's any sign of Sam leaving with the pack to scout but he doesn't think it's going to be an issue because there are six of them and they can't really afford to 
do proper scouting for the vampires right now. Yeah. Um, the only credit I can give Jacob at this point is that when he gets pissed off that Seth is holding Bella, he admits to himself that he has no right to be upset about it. Yeah. I don't understand why he's I, like literally I don't understand like I, 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 I most of the time I can understand where he like where the upsetness comes from but here I just don't get it no especially because there's no intention on either's part yeah like, Seth I, is just like he's like a kid he's like 15 years old and he's just like being sweet and like loving towards Bella but not in like a romantic way at all no and I could understand you know, if you are, if you're in love with somebody and seeing them with somebody else hurts you to an extent, mm-hmm. but he knows, like he's been inside Seth's head. He knows that Seth isn't looking at it like that and doesn't yeah. see Bella that way. He's just there to be helpful. He knows that for a fact. Yeah, he's just a helpful little boy. He's great. So it doesn't even make sense for that emote i i don't even know (laughs) i don't know but chapter 15 um jacob meets back up with leah who refuses her share of the food jacob eats his to teach leah a lesson about being accepting seth turns back up to report that the perimeter of the property is clear of any sign of sam's pack uh, Jacob is about to tell the Collins to flee town to protect Bella when Seth reveals she's broken another rib and has to stay here so she can have access to medical and blood supplies. This is why I was like, hold off before. Yeah, I saw, I saw your note. Because yeah. <laughs> I was like, wait, I talked about this somewhere later. Um, yeah. This is the only point in these chapters with Leah where I'm like, come on, Leah. Really, you're going to be that spiteful, but I can actually understand why she's that spiteful. Out of everyone, like all the werewolves hate the vampires. And for almost all of them, it's, there's no real reason for it. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, they're all werewolves now, but there's no real, there's not really any downsides to the werewolf thing at this point. Yeah. Aside for... Leah and so the Cullen's existence near them is the entire reason that her life has gone to shit yeah if they hadn't been there Sam wouldn't have changed and if Sam hadn't changed the imprinting process wouldn't have started so he wouldn't have imprinted on Emily and thus Leah would still have the life she wanted yeah she actually has a reason to be bitter about the vampires now i think that she also understands she's she definitely seems like the kind of character that would come to the understanding based on everything else with her that it's not their fault directly and that she can't blame them yeah she just doesn't she's just doesn't want anything to do with it because of how bad it makes her feel yeah and so and we don't really see any sign of her being like specifically antagonistic towards the vampires themselves. She's just like, I'm not going to take anything from them because I don't want, you know, to have to feel that way just by being around them. But she's, the thing is like, even though she hates them, she's there and she's like, 
even if she's just doing it because she wanted to get away from Sam, even if she's just doing it because she wanted to protect Seth, she's still there and she's still at the ready to put her life on the line to protect the vampires. Yeah, she and could, that means she could a just lot more. Be there and not be doing any of the work. Yeah. But she's but not. she is. She's, she's like doing participating. <laughs> yeah. And we see later when they talk about their quote unquote their pack that like Seth and Leah are like no like this is our pack like the, and they're not just like gonna run away or like you know they don't they're not just there for like whatever reason they're there because they care about Jacob and like want to be with him which is really great like Seth and Leah are like the best I love them so much go clear waters um, yes <laughs> Uh, Jacob goes to see Bella at the house, upset that she's been lying to Charlie about her condition because he doesn't want Charlie to have false hope. He and Rosalie argue with each other and she gives him food in a dog bowl. Um, then Bella and Jake talk about the due date and how they feel like they're fated to be in each other's lives. Rosalie's and like the, the, the vast differences in the antagonism between Rosalie and Jacob versus the antagonism between Leah and just like the Collins in general existing. It's like, it slaps you in the face this chapter because you have Leah being like, uh, the Collins being here ruined my fucking life. And now I'm lonely and everybody makes fun of me. And like, she couldn't even just be lonely. She was lonely with other people living inside of her head. Um, and then you have Rosalie, who's just a bitch. Yeah. Like her obsession with this baby is driving me fucking crazy I, I like it makes me so mad because she cared so much about Bella's choice and Bella's ability to choose who she was going to be in the last book and now all she fucking cares about is this baby 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 though I I, I normally hate like dumb blonde jokes but with how bad Rosalie is, I almost have grown to appreciate Jacob's constant bad, dumb blonde jokes in these chapters. Yeah. And like, we know she's not stupid. She's just a, she's just acting like a bitch. And it, ugh, it kills me. She, she, and we know she doesn't care about Bella. We know that this is all about the baby. And I think that's what kills me the most. The baby doesn't even exist yet. Ugh. It does have thoughts though, for some reason. You'd think if you were trying to make her a redeeming character, you would make her care about both. Yeah. And have it revealed later. Like, you could still have this and then just be like, no, she actually did care. Everyone was just assuming it was only about the baby, but she does or says something to make it clear that that's not the case. So then everyone looks stupid. Yeah, I mean, she even says that she's not going to leave Bella alone with Edward for some reason. Because she doesn't trust Edward around the baby. Around his own baby. It's his baby, Rosalie. Go away. You're creepy. Um, oh, also Bella and Jacob talking about how they're supposed to be in each other's lives. And Jake making a comment about how, like, somehow her having the baby has made him want to be around her even more was so creepy and weird to me when I was reading it. I was, cause it's like, it's obviously setting up for the fact that he's like fated to be with Renesmee, right? Yeah. But like not knowing that going in, 
Creepy. It's creepy. Yeah. He makes like a, a statement like, oh, it's almost like her expanding belly is what's drawing him in to well, be around his, her. It's his dog senses. Because puppers protect pregnant ladies and babies. Okay, fine. Still. Uh, I, I just thought of that. Okay. And I was like, <laughs> I guess that kind of makes sense. <laughs> I guess. When Bella falls asleep, Jacob confronts Ed- This chapter is so long. When uh, Jacob confronts Edward about the lies Bella has been telling to Charlie, Edward says she wants to still have a relationship with him despite not being able to tell him she's a vampire, which Jacob thinks is crazy. She literally, like, he literally says, like, oh, she's just hoping he, like, draws his own conclusions about what happened to her. Bella wants to make Charlie's mustache senses tingle. <laughs> Edward then says that the baby is probably not the first one of its kind, but the women who have had them before haven't survived. Rosalie insists they'll be able to deliver the baby because of Carlisle's medical expertise. Jacob gets pissed at Rose and throws his bowl at her, which the rest of the fam is kind of on board with at this point. Yeah, everyone just laughs at Rosalie. Yeah, she deserves it. Fuck her. Um... When Bella wakes up, she compares the baby growing super fast with the way Jacob grew super fast, which for some reason prompts everyone else to jump on board with the idea that Jacob and the baby are somehow similar. Jacob also thinks that this is crazy. (laughs) And I agree. What the fuck? No. What? No. It makes sense. Why does it make sense? I was, I, it wasn't even when I was reading it. It's literally when I read your summary and then it just clicked in my brain. This is a long con. They've been going on about the chromosomes and we're like, why the fuck do the chromosomes even matter? Carlisle was like, I don't, I didn't think vampires and humans could crossbreed because of the chromosomal difference why does that why does bringing up being able to crossbreed between species matter because if this baby has the same chromosomal count as Jacob by the logic of this book that means in the far off future they could have a child together It's a super long con. No! No! (laughs) It's literally just her setting up the fact that when Renesmee is an adult, her and Jacob can have children. No. But Emmy, why? Why? No! He's literally watches this child be born. He can't have a baby with a baby he watched be born. No! I hate it so much. Oh my god. Why did you bring this to my attention? I am so sorry to everyone listening right now, but I'm like in physical pain. No! No! 
When these synapses fired, I wished that I had never read this series. I'm so disgusted. Like, I mean, we knew that they were going to get together because, like, duh. Like, of course that's going to happen. But, like, I don't want to think about them having babies. Also, what is this stupid idea that you have to have a baby to have happiness in your life and be fulfilled? It's stupid. And I hate it. I mean, I don't mind if you want to have a baby and be happy. That's go ahead. On another you note, don't need one about the chromosomes. Uh, they think that the baby has the same chromosomal makeup because it grows fast, like Jacob. And I'm like, that—that's not how that works. Even if they had the same number of chromosomes, that doesn't mean it's going to have the same result Growth pattern. Yeah, and. Even then, the werewolf's crazy growth only triggers when there's vampires nearby and they actually become werewolves. But prior to that point, their genetic makeup is still the same, meaning that they would have those chromosomes regardless of whether or not they experienced fast growth. There's no correlation between these things. What? <laughs> On a genetic level, they would be the same. They just wouldn't go through the change process. <laughs> they hit, It's not like the genes magically appear when they become werewolves. It's not how that... Oh my god. It's not how genes work. <laughs> Don't understand. Yeah. Okay, chapter 16. So, Jake heads out to scout with Leah. And make sure that the Cullens can hunt. And along the way, they talk. And Leah tells Jake that he's a real good boy. And Jake tells her that she's better than Paul. (laughs) (laughs) So she asks if she can stay in his pack once everything is said and done. And she's like, look, it's just going to be the two of us. Seth's going to get kicked out and go back to the other pack. And Seth's like, no, I'm not. And they're like, yes, you are, because you have a future ahead of you, you dumb motherfucker. And uh, Leah's like, I'm just going to, I'm going to very rarely transform. I'm going to stop transforming. I'm just going to go off somewhere else, go to his community college, do some yoga and take acre management. That's actually what she says. (laughs) Yeah. And she's like, like, we won't even have to communicate much. It'll be fine. Um, So then Jake helps her to eat some raw meat. By showing her how to be the wolf. Because she hates eating raw meat uh, from her kills. So, that look, you, this is how you do it. Then on the way back, Leah explains that she understands Rosalie's viewpoint. Because she thinks she might be a genetic dead end. And that's the reason that Sam didn't actually imprint on her. Is because one of the theories is that. the imprinting facilitates the birth of werewolves and she can't give birth. She stopped having her period. When she became a werewolf. When she became a werewolf. And she thinks that she's not wholly a woman and is incapable of giving birth and was already sterile before this happened. And that that's the reason that she became a werewolf. Which pisses, and this whole conversation just pisses Jake off, so he turns back into a human and goes into the house. And holy shit. 
Smire actually fucking wrote that the capability to be impregnated is what makes somebody a full woman. I can't blame Leah for having that impression if that's the idea that she's been growing up around her whole life. It is incredibly disgusting, though. Like, she is literally... It's like, do you remember in Age of Ultron when Black Widow was like, I'm a monster purely because she was forcefully sterilized yeah. when she was younger? And, like, that's that's a huge... That's no, you're not a monster because you can't have a baby. And she's not any less of a woman because she can't have a baby. And if they, once it's one of those things where the fact that the character thinks this way isn't a problem. The problem is that nobody corrects her. Because when you don't, when you put this mindset into the story and you just let it exist then the assumption is that it's the correct mindset mm-hmm. you have to knock it down yeah if you're sure. gonna put it out there because at this point all that we have is you're not a full woman if you can't have a baby and backed up by the fact by how weird Rosalie was about Bella not being able to have a baby and how much Ed was upset about taking away that ability it definitely just makes it seem like that's Meyer's point of view yeah and it's a gross one it's a very yeah very gross one <laughs> women are so much more multifaceted than just being baby making machines and to have multiple characters throughout your series insinuate that oh that's all a woman wants is to have a baby is like really gross stop (sighs) just stop anyway oh i i think my favorite part about this though is how well the romance is being set (laughs) up between leah and jake for literally no reason because the two of them will be really good for one another yeah Leah is clearly a very good person now that she's separated from the other pack. Yeah. And she's very reasonable. She's very kind. And she clearly likes Jake a lot. Yeah. And the way she asked him about staying with him definitely at the time read to me like it was a it could be taken romantically as yeah. in she would expand on that later but since leah can also do better than jake i can't be that upset it just seems weird <laughs> yeah she's i mean she's gonna be much happier once all of this is over and she can get away from from all of it uh but I, I definitely agree. I remember when I read it the first time and I was like, oh my God, are Leah and Jake going to get together? And then like the baby love happened and I was just And Leah and Jake disgusted. would have been so much better yeah. if Jake wasn't a piece of shit, but. Yeah. I... Jake is, is acting in this book the way that Bella acted in New Moon, where it was like, if he could just open his eyes and realize that he doesn't need Bella to be happy He has a better option right in front of him. And hey, she even is worth looking at without her clothes on. 
as he pointed out earlier. Oh, <laughs> I physically gross. cringed when I read that line. Bad. I, 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 I reeled my head back and like threw the book into my lap. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. We know she's good to look at, Jake. We've seen Eclipse. (laughs) And uh, so then Jacob goes back inside. Bella has a broken pelvis, except she doesn't. And while Jake focuses on sticking his feet in Rosalie's face and trying to piss her (laughs) off, Ed begins to hear the fetus. And now he can sense its emotions and thoughts and its taking a liking to the little demon which leaves jake feeling betrayed so he gets hulky and ed throws him some keys to leave so yeah ed ed's like hey the baby uh it it likes hearing you talk bella and it likes hearing me talk too it makes it happy oh it also loves you a lot if it's having conscious thought it can be born (laughs) Like, I don't know how to tell you this, but, like, if the baby is, like, conceptualizing the idea of, like, I love it when mommy and daddy talk and I love my mommy, it just take it out. It's done. That is the conclusion they come to. Yeah. <laughs> um... What was I... What was I... What was I gonna say? Oh, when Jake was, like, upset because he... Because of the way that Edward was behaving with the baby and he was, like... Man, Edward used to be on my side, but now he just loves the fucking baby. God, this sucks. <laughs> it, it, like, it was so stupid, but it made me laugh really hard when I was reading it. I think it's one of the few times where Jacob gets that upset in this series that I've actually understood. Because yeah. he doesn't, he doesn't, like, get mad at Ed and take it out on him. Because if he did, I would then have a problem with it. But I can, I can empathize very well with the feeling that somebody who was your comrade in arms is now so quickly and thoroughly switched to the other side and you're alone yeah for sure (laughs) uh chapter 17 jacob goes on a drive to clear his head after he thinks he sees quill running in the trees he decides to drive to seattle to try to find his soulmate so he can imprint and get over bella After meeting a sweet girl who shows interest in him, he realizes his situation has no magical solution and he needs to just accept the pain he feels over losing Bella. Hello. Yes. I'm cute girl who is kind and shares interests. Would you like to make even the bare minimum attempt to get to know me even as friends? No? Oh? You won't even apologize for acting like a dick? Cool. Bye. It was real stupid. It like it, the thing is, he like met her, and he it, it like didn't immediately happen for him, and he was like, "I'm doomed to love Bella forever." And I was like, "You met one girl. There are billions of them. <laughs> what?" Look, I have been fresh out of a relationship, yeah, trying to find somebody in this situation where I felt like I would never find anybody else. And let me tell you, my first instinct wouldn't be to treat a cute girl who shares my interests and came up to talk to me like shit. Yeah, absolutely. Your first interest <laughs> would be to buy a U-Haul. And that then would be the first move interest. in with her. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Oh, God. So Jacob returns to the Collins place and finds out that Leah ripped Bella a new one over the entire Jacob situation. And Edward wants Jacob to get Leah under control. Edward then asks Jacob to allow Bella to be turned into a vampire as a means of saving her life should she be unable to survive the birth of the child. I'm not on Leah's side on this one. Because I think Jake's dick here. Yes. But I I respect her commitment. Yeah. The fact that she would be like, here's my friend or loved one and they're being hurt by somebody. So she just... First of all, she threw the clothes Esme gave to her into the river, which means that she would not have been clothed in this Yeah. (laughs) So she walked, she transformed into a human, walked naked into the vampire's house just to bitch at somebody for hurting someone she cared about. (laughs) I love that. Absolutely. So much respect to that, at least. (laughs) Because she can feel his pain, right? Like, she gets to hear all of his thoughts and stuff, so she knows how much it's hurting him, even though it's stupid. You know, it still means a lot that she cares that much. It's very And the only reason I'm not more upset about it is because she's so separated from the situation that I find it very easy to believe that all she knows is how much it's hurting Jake and the fact that Bella keeps wanting him around. And she doesn't act, she can't see the situation objectively because she yeah. does she hasn't been around the two of them. She doesn't know what it's actually like. She only knows Jacob's feelings. Yeah. Um, so Jacob goes to see Bella, who apologizes for hurting him. Jacob decides to allow Bella to be turned and that her turning won't break the treaty, as they have no choice but to turn her if they want to save her life. Bella tries to stand up but drops her cup on the floor. When she bends down to pick it up, there's a ripping sound and she collapses, screaming. Um, Bella is hurting Jacob by, let me check, getting married and having a baby with her husband. I mean, did she even think about how he feels, though? (laughs) What a gaslighting, narcissistic thing to say. Absolutely, it's ridiculous that she feels the need to apologize. Oh, I can't. The fact, Jacob comes in and after Ed told him what happened with Leah... And Bella starts trying to apologize, and he stops her from trying to apologize, but doesn't bother to tell her all the reasons why Leah's wrong. Yeah. Like, Jake, you can't just tell her you don't want an apology. You have to tell her why you don't need an apology, because she did nothing wrong. Yeah. Buddy. Pal piece of shit he only knows his own feelings and doesn't really care about the feelings of others oh my oh god that might, one of my favorite parts in this uh section was when he was thinking about leo at one point and thought that he he and all the others had been wrong for the way they treated her because now he understood it yeah she even said that Bella was Jacob's Sam. Yeah. So do you just lack any ability to comprehend other people's emotions until you've been in that situation, Jacob? Or do you completely lack a sense of empathy? 
It's like people who the ability like, to sympathize. Have, it's like people who hate trans people until their child is trans. <laughs> so Bella's having a bad time <laughs> as the fetus beats the shit out of her. Oh yeah. Her whole back breaks. Yeah. Breaks her spine. So they try to begin a C-section. Uh, but the moment that Ro- they have like, she's got a Bluetooth on and Carlisle's giving her instructions. So she has a scalpel and she starts trying to cut Bella's stomach open to do the C-section. And just loses it at the smell of Bella's blood. Which I find really strange because they've been around blood all week. And she Bella also has it. never even tasted human blood. And she's been, she's like a hundred fucking years old. She's never tasted human blood. And she somehow doesn't have the control. I mean, I get there's a lot of blood here, but like, She literally was handling cups of blood. Yes. Human blood. But so Jake has to knock the shit out of her and Alice drags her off. And Ed tells Jake to start giving Bella CPR. But Bella hasn't stopped breathing or anything yet and her heart's still beating so the cpr is kind of weird because she's just shut up just shut up shut 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 the fuck up shut the fuck up okay so (laughs) ed finishes getting the baby out um bella dies which at that point the cpr makes sense yeah Uh, but ed smacks the shit out of jake and breaks his finger and just jams a needle into Bella's heart full of his venom and injects her and then makes uh, Jake go back to doing CPR and just starts biting down parts of Bella's body to inject his venom into her bloodstream and then licking the wounds to seal them. So basically he's just trying to put his venom everywhere so it doesn't have to work its way through anymore then jake gets bitch slapped because he's pissed ed off because he's being so pessimistic which i mean bella is dead on the table she's dead (laughs) she's laying there dead so So. i mean she's fucking broken she literally was paralyzed from the waist down during birth so jake gets his hand bitch slapped and breaks more fingers and Ed sends him away. So then he goes downstairs and he sees Rosalie on the couch with the baby. Oh yeah, Rosalie came back and she took the baby yeah, because Jacob didn't want to touch her. Which, by the way, uh, the baby's covered in Bella's blood, but that doesn't bother Rosalie. She magically becomes okay with it because Stephanie Meyer wanted only Edward and Jacob to be in the room just... when the baby was born for some reason. What? happening so jake sees the baby and rosalie playing with it he thinks hey i can just kill that baby now and i can kill it before anyone can stop me yeah and we spend an unreasonable number of pages (laughs) inside his head thinking this plan through in over the course of one second, apparently, before he prepares to lunge. At which point, Renesme looks him in the eyes 
and he falls in love with an infant. <laughs> oh! And the section ends. just like annoying but like if you really wanted Bella to have a baby that's fine but why did Jake have to fall in love with the baby I don't understand Emmy why why did she do this to my boy my baby (laughs) I loved him so much he was so good in New Moon Ah. <laughs> like we knew this was coming too we knew that the baby love was gonna happen but it's <laughs> it's still hitting me so hard and i'm so upset by it <laughs> i finished revising act one of my book yesterday. Oh, that's awesome. And I'm so glad. I uploaded it to the Dropbox so that my editor could uh, read through it because I, I broke the book into six acts and he's going to read through the whole thing now. We've stopped doing this, the piece by piece edits. Uh, and then once he reads through the whole thing, we're going to go back to the beginning and do more revisions. But this way, I get to use the notes from the first rounds of revisions that we did and apply them going forward so there's not as much work that has to be done and passed between the two of us because I'm just going to initiate that process on my own for those chapters before he reads them. Yeah, that definitely makes sense. Um, I'm glad that like things are progressing like pretty quickly. I mean, it feels like just yesterday that you told me that you were writing a book because you got Adderall and you were a- finally able to focus. Uh, and here we are. Um, I have an outdated copy of the book sitting Very on my outdated. dining room table. And you're actually going through And Why did she do that? I mean, why? Oh, my God. Why was this a choice that she made? How does she not understand how creepy it is to make a grown man fall in love with a baby? I got Super Mario 3D All-Stars for my birthday because I found out that apparently they only released it for six months. They made a limited number of physical copies. And then at the end of March, they're going to remove it from the eShop. Which Sounds is like a Nintendo-ass thing to do. The dumb, like It's one of the dumbest Nintendo moves I've ever heard of. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's just like how after a few years they stop like physically producing the Pokemon games. So if you want to get any of the games from like before they started releasing them digitally, it's like ridiculously expensive. Buying like a Gen 4 or Gen 5 game right now on Amazon is going to cost you like $200. But it make, it's even weirder to intentionally release a game for just six months and then stop selling it. I don't know. It's a limited run. 
That's how you do it. I don't know. I don't understand. <laughs> why did he have to fall in love with an infant? And why did it have to be implied that he was like sexually attracted to Bella's stomach while she was pregnant with the baby? You can follow Help us me understand. on Twitter at 2020 <laughs> Twilight Pod. You can follow Sarah at Sarah S. Wilton. You can follow me at M of many names. If you would like to help support us because we need money, uh, you can give a donation to us over at Coffee. That's K O F I dot com backslash. I think 2020 Twilight Pod as well. Ah! You, can, you can find the link on our Twitter. So no! if you really want to give us money, Why? you can. Uh, this has time. been shit. Um, <laughs> it's going to be shit. There's nothing but shit here. Have a good week. <laughs>